welcome back, Culture Lusters and Seven Sinners. I'm your host, James. This is the Culture Lust Podcast. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the best Star Trek film of all time. Oh, wait, just kidding. It's fucking Star Wars. Had to just, you know, trigger a few of you fucking fans out there. Uh, we're talking about Rogue One tonight, okay? As you guys know, if you've been listening for a while, this is the Culturalist Podcast. We get movies randomly assigned to us from Netflix. We review them. We talk about them. We fucking make fun of Chris for his shitty taste in movies. And then we have some laughs. But as I said before, I'm James. I'm jo- joined tonight by Jones. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. There, there, there are two me's for this review, and I want to talk about both of them. Two me's? What? Yeah, I'll tell you about it. All right. It's called a teaser. Oh. Yeah, it's illegal in six states, but anyway. <laughs> and then <laughs> Mr. Chuckles over there is, is our, our newest and most lovable host, Griggs. How you doing, man? I'm all right. I don't know about most lovable, but... <laughs> God damn it, when I give you a fucking title, you accept it. Anyway. Okay. You guys excited for this? I'm fucking stoked, dude. I've watched this movie twice in the last 24 hours. Like, I am ready. I've, I've watched it about you, you the two or three hundred times. <laughs> about two or three hundred times myself. So. Jones, you, you excited? I've seen it. I've seen it a few times. A few just, times. Just a few. Yeah. Okay. So I know we we joke around a lot on this show, and we all have the uh, conspiracy that Chris is essentially rigging the assignment system and skipping over movies and maybe we just gave him enough shit that he let this one slide or conspiracy theory (laughs) he wanted to throw us away from his trail and picked a a really popular movie ooh cause if you'll notice fellow Sherlockers Chris is not here so interesting Maybe he's out with uh, Bodie robbing a bank, wearing a fucking Nixon mask. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> we don't know these things. Him and Scott are actually both absent tonight. Coinkadink? I think not. But uh, it was interesting that we got this one because, you know, Chris was like, this is the biggest movie we've ever reviewed. And I was like, you know, of course, we didn't know what movie it was at first. And I was like, oh, bullshit. Like, we've done Academy Award winners. We had Forrest Gump on here, Last Samurai. Like, we've had some big movies. But then when he said Star Wars wrote one, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is fucking insane. Like this, I was so excited. Uh, so yeah, like as soon as he said Star Wars wrote one, man, I was, like I said, six to midnight, six to midnight. The lightsaber <laughs> was on if you catch my drift. <laughs> Jones, what, what about you, man? Like, like what were you thinking well, when this was announced? I don't know if you guys remember, but I said this was... In my opinion, the worst Star Wars movie made. Yeah. So and so that's what I felt. So like when I say there are two me's on this review, that's what I mean. Like I this movie, I enjoyed it. I watched it several times, but I also think it's the worst Star Wars movie ever made. And so when I found out that um we were gonna watch it, I was kind of excited to talk about it, but not for the same reason as you. So I'm definitely curious, you know, to get into, and we will, this is why Jones think this is one of the worst Star Wars, or if not the worst Star Wars, even mm-hmm. what about Star Wars, a Christmas special? Like you rate that over this? 
the three made for TV <laughs> movies. You so, rate those over this? I mean, come on now. You caught me. I'm at a loss right now. So <laughs> I totally. So Christmas special is so bad. I didn't even consider it. So, mm. okay. Christmas Maybe. special is the worst Star Wars movie. I've they ever are made. considered non-canon. So I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. But they still <laughs> exist in the ether. They man. exist. I said Star Wars movie. That was the category. So. <laughs> So what about you, Griggs? Because I think you and I are on the same page in terms of this is probably one of the best Star Wars films yes. to ever be made. After watching it this last time, I've come to the realization that this is this is this could be my favorite one. It's definitely the one this, that I've watched the most, like in recent time. Yeah, I mean, it. this one for me. Other than not having like, you know, so much of the force in it, this this is the total package as far as everything. I mean, we're gonna get into it, but yeah. this might be my favorite one. I'll just say this one in um what was episode one, two, three, four, five? For, for the episode? listeners at home, he's counting on his fingers, but Yeah, and and toes. <laughs> he's he's anyway, a, he's um, an engineering major, by the way. So uh, and you know what though I'm not even going to get into that because anyway alright which one not a new hope that's episode 4 Empire Strikes I'm Back sure, yeah Empire five. Strikes Back and this one uh, I mean they're, they're neck and neck yeah I'm in, the, I'm in the same boat man like it, like literally the exact same boat like they you know after just watching this one I'm like oh man this is the best but then like I think back to episode 5 and you know like the bad guys win, Han Solo gets frozen, Luke loses his hand, the fucking big revelations made. Like, oh, episode five is amazing. So it's hard for me to go back and forth on these two, but they're definitely up there. Uh, so just starting off with this movie, there's no there's no crawling text, right? So at that point, like the very first time I watched this man, I was like, what? huh? What? What? Why? And now that I've done some research and, you know, saw the director's justification for it, I'm okay with it. That, um, that was the studio's call, not the director. Well, they said it was, he said that since he didn't have John, like John Williams wasn't going to be composing it. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel that it would have been good to lead with that and that they did make it. But yeah, ultimately the studio sided with, you know, his decision to not have it. So we've we've talked about directors playing ball before, and and um, what's his name, Gareth Edwards. Edwards, He did this one. He he played ball. He played ball hard, and he's a visionary director. And they brought him in to be that. And what I read from those stories is Kathleen Kennedy said no. We want this to be its own thing. We want it to step set apart. And I'm going to use this phrase a lot tonight. Stand alone. I'm using air quotes. Right. We want this movie to stand alone from the, the, the saga film. So let's not do the crawl. And I, I totally agree with that. Like she definitely had a lot of influence and Disney had a lot of influence. Cause this was, you know, like one of their first, you know, was it their first time stepping out of, out of the saga? Yeah. So they had a, a vision for sure. But the fact that you even mentioned, you know, hey, Gareth Edwards is a visionary director. Like the dude had like two fucking movie titles to his name when he got chosen to do this movie, which is insane. Like, Grant, he'd done smaller projects, but like actual feature length films that were shown on the big screen. Like you had Monsters, which he made in like, what, 10 days or some shit with a $500,000 budget and like a crew of five. 
And then he goes into Godzilla, 2014 Godzilla, which some people didn't like because, oh, it wasn't your Japanese style Godzilla film. But like, holy fuck, dude, like Navy EOD saves the day. Thank you so much. Because like the SEALs are always getting fucking credit in these action flicks. It's time that the fucking, you know, the original UDT guys get some recognition. But no, the Godzilla movie was insane. Like, I love that. I love Skull Island. I'm excited for them to fight. I think it's bullshit. We're kind of digressing here, but I think it's bullshit that the studio's like, oh, King Kong was a juvenile because Godzilla in 2014 was like 100 meters tall. He's like 300 feet and some change, right? Mm-hmm. King Kong in the fucking movie is only like 80 feet tall. So, like, of course, Godzilla's going to shit on him. One, he breathes plasma or whatever. And, you know, but anyway, they said that King Kong's a juvenile and he's yet to grow. Okay, whatever. You guys screwed up, but. It's fine. I'll let it slide. But it's crazy. Like, imagine, I mean, this is inspiring, you know, given that Jones and I are trying to do something on the side here. And, and other people, like people listening, probably people listening to what we're talking yeah, about right now, man. This fucking guy made two movies, you know, because he won a, a 48 hour film contest. That's, that's what, that's how he fucking broke his way in. It's like he wanted for, he had to make a movie and shoot it in two days. He ended up winning the contest. So then he was given a nod to go ahead and make monsters with 500 G's. And it fucking it was I was a great movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. And it excelled in the box office, given what it was. And the next thing you know, he's getting hired to do Godzilla. And then boom, hey, you want to do a Star Wars film? Like what director wouldn't just poop themselves <laughs> at that reason? Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> That's exactly what Disney wants, though. They want yeah. a young, talented, visionary director that's going to shut up and play ball. Right. Yeah. And he did. And he they definitely... don't have to pay him a lot of money. Right. But he definitely... I think he did what he wanted to do and still was able to play ball with the studio in terms of, you know, Disney calling the shots and some things. Mm -hmm. But ultimately I think this is, this is Gareth Edwards film, if that makes sense, rather than a Disney film. Mm. Uh, It's not though. You don't think so? No, I know so because the entire third act was reshot per, per Disney's order. It wasn't even a request. They didn't want it to be so dark. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was not Gareth Edwards' film. His film would have been darker. Right, but he still got what he wanted in terms of killing everybody off. Damn, yeah, but, but how, they had how to. Would they have made it darker? Yeah, well, they originally they wanted, they originally wanted uh, Jin and um, Captain whatever his name to, to live. Cassian, yeah. They wanted Jin and Cassian to live, and Gareth was pretty adamant about killing everybody off, and he got Kathleen Kennedy to agree with that. He probably got her to agree with it because uh, the real fanboys, which this movie was made for, right. the real fanboys would be really mad because they wouldn't see Jen Erso or, or Captain right. Cassian Andor in any of the other movies. So, yeah, that's probably how he convinced her. And from what I read, and I'm sure you guys saw the same thing, like he originally had them getting killed off by Vader, which would have been fucking sick. That would have been but- cool. <laughs> but it was, I guess it was too dark and violent, so they just let them get blown up by a fucking atomic but, mushroom cloud. But the, the Vader scene they went with wasn't it, right. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> chopping dudes in half and stuff. Like, yeah, damn. But if he if he had killed both of them off, yeah, shit that that would have that would have propelled this to the best one. Period. I disagree, yeah. man. It would have made this. It would made the universe smaller. Like, the, it, it makes things like oh, Darth Vader is in everything, and he's. Involved in every single thing that ever happens in the galaxy. And the rebels, the whole story about the rebels was like, they acted alone. They were not, you know, they didn't to have. To be fair, though, C-3PO has literally been involved in every, he's been in every single Star Wars film. And he's been involved in every single thing. 
Well, that's because they forced it. That's not like has anything like, to do with the story. And he can't it's... remember any of it either because his memory keeps getting worn. <laughs> Fucking Vader can't yeah, remember C three PO. But so I, I mean, let's let's talk about the let's just like you already mentioned the third act, and we're kind of bouncing around here, but that's fine. It's a good discussion. I just, I for me, I personally didn't like the like the first fifteen twenty minutes of the film. It's very fast paced, and I feel like I'm not getting any kind of character development granted they they add to the characters a little bit not i don't want like not a ton like it's a really like kind of briefly touched on in dialogue but i mean it just feels so fast-paced like they go from oh jen's a little girl to boom she's in prison and now we're following cassie into this trading post and Mm -hmm. he kills a guy who is his informant Mm -hmm. he murders yeah, it literally murders. <laughs> Shoots him in the back. But they kind of yes. they kind of touch on that towards the end when he's like, "We've all had to do things for the rebellion." That's that a throwaway line, not, though. Yeah, that's, that we're not proud of, and yada yada yada. That's them watching the movie and thinking, "Oh shit, we didn't." We just had this off. guy murder. We just set him up blood. murdering some dude who's on the same side. Yeah, and we yeah, don't. Which was not called for. He couldn't climb because he only had one good yeah, arm. Right. He, like, they could have got that bad arm too. How did, how did he get a bad arm? Like, did he already do something in terms of sacrificing his body for the rebellion, and that's right. why he's got a busted arm? Like, right. you're just gonna shoot him in the back? Like, ugh. yeah. So I didn't really like the beginning. Honestly, it's it jump. It's it's too fast. There's not enough character development. Um, why the fuck did he land his shuttle like two thousand miles away from their farmland? Like, <laughs> uh, so they can get the great Vista shot. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's definitely some plot armor slash we need this shot stuff going on in this movie. I will agree with that for sure. Um, and it gets a little annoying towards the end of the film. And I'll, I'll, I'll you know, when we get into our negatives, I'll definitely bring that stuff on. But I, I agree. What about you, Griggs? Like, what are you, what are you thinking about this first act here? Uh, let me th- okay so reading the comic books reading the books i don't know what to expect when fucking i'm watching the star wars movie <laughs> you call it whatever it, it, fucking seven nerdly sins right. you don't call me a nerd on here i mean call them come out on. but anyway so like um okay so general thawne is one of the characters in the post-rebellion, like, you know, after everything comes down and he always wears white. And that's initially who I thought um, Krennic was. Theron's an admiral, though. Yeah, but I I thought, like, you know, you don't know how they're going to do this shit. So I didn't read anything on Rogue One when it came out. I said, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and watch it not thinking anything about like you know the comic books or anything like that because my father um james you can hear i was talking to my father before this and he was telling me about some of the the rogue one comic books from like the 80s that he had read and because he he has yet to see this movie and um oh, tell him to keep it that way oh. <laughs> <laughs> no i can't if he doesn't want to ruin his experiences with the comic books and growing up reading them tell him not to watch this but see, the thing about it is like, um, he, I'm kind of like him with that, but we both go into it with an open mind saying, just like with the, um, with the whole Marvel cinematic universe and the DC universe, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is just something totally different than what I grew up reading, like with the comic books, with the novels and all of that stuff, like with the video games and everything It's just totally different. It's not canon. Like, you know, I, 
I'm just looking at it for what it is right then and there. And with that being said, there were no, my expectations weren't very high, nor were they low. So it exceeded those not expectations I didn't have or whatever. I mean, like, um, like y'all both said, why did he park so far? Park? Why did he <laughs> land so far away from? He took like, up a you know, handicap space, man. You don't even have a <laughs> fucking tag. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just little things, like, but they're little things that I overlook. As far as like you know the whole picture. Yeah, and like I did. So I I didn't mind them. I did not mind them. It's kind of like you, like when this movie got announced. I, you know, I don't watch trailers and stuff, so I stayed away from that. And then when it was out in theaters, I was working a lot and didn't really get a chance to go and this and that. So I didn't even see it in theaters. I didn't even watch it until it came to, until it came to Netflix. And that was just like fucking like a few months ago, I feel like. Uh, so I had no expectations. I was like, eh, it's on there. I want to watch it. Let me check it out. Didn't hear anything about it. I, you know, I stayed away from the hype. Uh, no trailers, like I said, so watched it first viewing. I was like, holy fuck. Like, I'm so upset. I didn't go see this in a theater. Like that was my, like my initial, just right after watching the movie, I was like, why didn't I watch this in theaters? Yeah. I'm so upset. It's a gorgeous movie too. If you saw, if you got to see this in theaters, it was pretty good. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. so since then I've watched it. I don't even know, like six, seven times. And I watch that Vader scene on fucking YouTube like once a day, if not multiple times a day. It's so good. <laughs> it's, how you, it's how you start your day. Your, yeah, exactly. Uh, I just get pumped services. by watching Vader kill rebels, dude. But uh, so, yeah, I regret not seeing it in theaters. Hence why I was looking at buying a bigger TV because I want to experience this in 4K, at like 88 inches. But uh, yeah, it, it, it like you were saying, man, it, it didn't you had no high expectations or low expectations. So you know, when you saw it, you're just like, oh my God, like this is so good. And now after going back and watching it so many times, yes, I've picked up on the little stuff. And, you know, the first time I watched it, I didn't have an issue with the beginning, but after watching it six times, I'm annoyed that I'm not like, they created such cool characters. I want to know more and you're leaving me wanting. And that's good if you're going to do like a sequel or stuff like that, but they're not. So like, Ugh, you know, I want my fucking character development because this is all I get from this. And so that's that's annoying for me. Uh, Jones, what about you, man? What's what's your rundown on this first act? Yeah, so I'm going to instead of repeating what you're saying, I'm just going to add to the fact that it, it moves so fast. Yeah. And that um, it went from I'm, I'm just going to talk about Jin because Jin was the main protagonist and she they show her at the beginning as a little girl and they and she goes and hides with uh, in that hole and Saw Gerrera saves her or whatever. And then boom, she's what, 24, 25 all of a sudden. And there's this all this yeah, history that we missed. 15 years was right. supposed to be the time that passed. Right. So yeah. I would have loved to see that. I would have right. loved that to have been the first act of the movie. Her growing up, her being... So one of the things that I love the most, the most about this movie is they introduced um, the concept that two people can be fighting on the same side, but they can have completely different uh, tactics or ways of doing things. Or even motivation, because when they're like, oh, are you okay with the uh, Imperial banner being waved across the entire galaxy? And she's like, it's not that bad if you don't look up. Like... 
she was against the empire, but she didn't care enough to really fucking do anything. Right. You know? And then you and got then like, what's, his, what's up? No, and then you had, um, gosh, the pilot, what's his name again? Um, uh, not the pilot, but, uh, gosh, I can't remember the guy that was with her the whole movie. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Cassian, Cassian, Captain yeah, Cassian. Cassian. Yeah. And Cassian told her, he says, well, some people had, you're not the only one who went through something, but some of us decided, just decided to do something about yeah. it. Uh, so, yeah, no, yeah I, and I like that. I like that it shows, because like the original Star Wars was about good versus evil. No right. gray area or nuance or anything. And the newer Star Wars movies, the newer Star Wars movies, uh, they, they dive into the nuance a little bit more. And that's, that was my favorite part about this movie. But they didn't show her upbringing in that I felt like that would have been really cool. And then that leading to them stealing the Death Star plans. That's the movie that I wanted to see. But the first act for me, yeah, I agree with you, James. I feel like it went too fast and they said some things off, didn't pay them off. Um, specifically murdering your comrade just to <laughs> climb a wall. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, for sure, man. And like, you're right. It would have been really cool to see her because she was, you know, parent was kidnapped. Another parent was killed. She's in hiding. And then this rebellion leader at the time, you know, Segura, like comes and takes her in his, you know, under his care. And so she's going to grow up in that. And he was right. labeled an extremist later, you know, right. Like he's That's what I'm saying. Extremist. I like that they were both fighting on the same side technically, but yeah. he's the extremist. He does the the terrorist right. stuff. Like, but they're it both trying cool to take to see on the her grow up in that environment. That and exactly. I would have loved to have seen that, but the first act, yeah, didn't do anything. It, it, it set up Cassie and Andor. Didn't do anything to set up Jin or the the other characters, and then right. uh, yeah, the rest kind of fell flat for me. Yeah, and and I think it would have done a lot more for Jin's character in terms of she does decide to go on the suicide mission and she does try and save her father and she does side with the rebellion and the grand plan and all this stuff. If it showed her in that extremist group being just a, a terrorist, you know, like you said, well, but it would have done also, a lot more for her character, I feel like. Right, and also showing her grow up, it would show her like that that distance between her and her dad. So that when you get to that, that moment where her dad dies, uh, you would feel it a lot more because right. like, so when she, when he dies, you don't see them interact literally at all. Other than the one tiny flashback where they're like in Imperial garb in like a hotel room or something, mm -hmm. you don't oh, yeah, see anything. Right. And, I, and I don't buy that call to arms thing. So then I don't buy her all of a sudden starting her own rebellion within the rebellion. Ship. Yeah. Which they openly discussed in a hangar bay and nobody of any authority heard this conversation. And then when they steal the ship that's supposedly on lockdown, they're just like, okay. <laughs> and she's just some girl. Yeah. And she's got a, a center spot around Mon Mothma and fucking Leia's dad and like, fuck, man. Yeah, Bill Organa. Yeah, Bill Organa. Yeah, yeah Bill Organa. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, but you have to know who he is. They never said his name. But they, if you pay attention to the prequels, though, they set it up because mm -hmm. he's in episode three or I understand. three. But that's yeah. that goes into my gripes, so I won't get into it. I have oh, a long I gotcha. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, definitely some interesting points. It's not enough to make me 
hate the film or even knock it down in terms of where I, where I enjoy it. Right. Um, and that's why I love what we do. Cause like yeah. Greg's walks into this is like, I just like this movie. This is cool. And I'm walking into yes. this, like thinking, how can I learn how to be a writer from it? And right. that affects yeah. how I watch a movie. And then you walk into it with your perspective. And that's why it's fun that we talk about it and the yeah, way we do. Sure, the man. fucking movie Nazi. Nazi. Mm-hmm. I will nitpick shit for sure. And I'm, I'm definitely going to do it with this film. Cause there's some shit that really pissed me off in terms of, you know, uh, just tactical standpoints and, you know, just things that don't make sense that I had it that broke my immersion. Anytime my immersion gets broken and I'm like, what the fuck? Like that's when I have an issue with the film. Cause like, I want to be sucked in and just told a story and I don't like it when shit just gets fucked up for no reason or plot armor or because this has to happen because we need this shot. You know, like that stuff bothers me. And I just, you know, you got to wonder where the, like, does the studio kick in there? Is that the director? Is that the cinematographer? Is that the, the special effects guy going, Hey, what about this? Or is the writer just, you know, ignoring the stuff that will play out? It's just, it's interesting to think about, but it does break my immersion. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it's, you know, still on the first act, like Jetta was cool as fuck. Like, I want to know so much more about that planet. Like you got these giant Jedi statues that are like toppled over and there's this temple that used to house all these crystals that they would make fucking lightsabers out of. And well, there's these, exactly. these well, you have to, you have to get the, you gotta get the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's like, what they wanted. Yeah, there's a there's a comic, say. there's a K2SO, um, Cassian Andor. I think it's a graphic novel or a comic. I can't remember. Really? But in order to know both more about it, you gotta both. you gotta read those comics. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I haven't read those. So hey, you know, mm-hmm. I guess I'm not a, a Star Wars guy. I'll take I'll turn my card in. But no. <laughs> um, y'all gonna hear more laughing from me. <laughs> but no, man, Jetta was cool as fuck, dude. Like I, oh, yeah. I and like. That whole, you know, having the the Star Destroyer, like, hovering over the city. and Such a fucking cool image. Like, oh, yeah. Just so cool. Well, imposing and scary, but it was it was cool. But it shows you, like, just how um, powerful slash controlling slash how, um, how much the Empire is willing to project their force. It's no different than... North Korea spouting off some shit and we go and send two aircraft carriers to hang out in the, the neutral exactly. water zone, you know, but yeah. they'll just park a fucking star destroyer over your city. <laughs> Wait, did you just compare North Koreans to the rebels? I guess so. Yeah. And us to the empire. Yep. <laughs> Kim Jong-un is Luke Skywalker. So no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, they still Rocket have it. They still technically <laughs> have a, a Navy vessel that's captured. So, from the Korean War, they actually have one of our vessels, and it's still listed as you know in commission. Like we haven't you know decommissioned or anything. So it's interesting. But uh, <laughs> so moving but, on, but we'll go ahead. Let me just go to the first scene. I mean, not to the first scene, but to the first act. When he says it's Lyra, look, it's Lyra back from the dead. When he yeah. says she oh, was he was dead. so sarcastic that, with that. It's a miracle. That made the whole first act. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's Lyra back from the dead. Yeah. I mean, no, that's it. I mean, that, that made me overlook the whole of them having to walk two miles to get to the grocery store. I'm like, fuck <laughs> yeah. it. Back of the I both parking lot. In the snow. Yeah. And then, and then you uh, know, that, I mean, but Jones, you are, you are kind of right in terms of like it was made for fanboys because like they had the blue milk. You know, yeah. yep. and <laughs> and it was very uh, Tatooine feeling in terms of like Uncle Orn and all those, you know, mm-hmm. like 
it felt like, you know, this is where Luke has been hiding out, but now there's greenery instead of desert. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely, there was some nods for sure throughout the entire movie. One to, thing I did like about the opening scene is it did establish uh, history between um, Galen Urso and director Krennic. Right. I felt like it did a good job because the way they were acting, they were they acting like they used to be pals. And now one of them kind of shit on the other one to get super high rank military military rank. And mm-hmm. the other one is just hiding uh, as a farmer. And I have to give them credit. That, that was that was pretty cool. And you can also sense that uh, Galen at one point did believe in what the Empire was trying to do. And mm-hmm. then once it turned to that like extreme level like he even said, like you're confusing it for terror. Well, then and you can equate that to more. nuclear power. Like, right. like he he wanted it for you know sustainable, cheap energy, and the empire wanted to turn it into a weapon. And I'm pretty sure that was you know kind of what they what they were going for. But yeah, no, for sure, man. Like I I liked Galen once again, another character that I was intrigued by so much more and i didn't get any background on or Mm -hmm. um um, minute amount of background um and then you know when we get into negatives we'll we'll definitely touch on that we've already talked about it but so moving on in terms of when they get the message to segura you know the the mission starts coming together in terms of oh no the death star has been engineered with a weakness my father's responsible for it we need her because it's her dad uh, which is interesting because Segura said the whole reason he hit her is because she was going to be used as a hostage, which almost feels like what the rebellion's kind of doing in a weird backhanded way. Yeah. Like they're going to use her for leverage and all this stuff. But then well, it they, turns yeah, out that- they thought that she's the only way they can go and talk to Sagarera to try and figure out yeah. what this. And yeah. they also thought that they were going to she was gonna be the only reason they could get close to Galen Urso so yep. they could kill him, you know, to stop yeah. him from finishing the weapon. And it was, it was interesting because she was totally being manipulated, you know, um, but she just wanted to rescue her father once she found out that he was alive, which was mm-hmm. interesting. But why? It, right. Because she yeah. hasn't seen him in 15 years and she's yeah. been fighting on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm overlooking it. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's it. fine. It's just, it's, it's, it doesn't work for me, but. Yeah. yeah. And you could always make the argument that you know, maybe she thought her dad was killed because she didn't see anything after that, you know? So she assumed that he was dead. And then when she does find out he's alive, maybe she wants to know why, you know? Maybe well, and then she said, it's always easier to pretend he's dead anyway. Yeah, you know, like, why didn't you come for me? Or why didn't you send for me? Or make contact with me? You know, I could see yeah. that. The abandoned child having a lot of answers. So I'm cool with that. Uh, but then they go to this, the the research facility. <laughs> And once again, Galen's up to, or not Galen, sorry, uh, Cassian's up to his murderous ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I got to say, man, like um, K2SO, hands down my favorite character in the fucking movie. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Alan Tudyk. Oh, I tried to I get mean, him on the podcast. I tweeted him, like, hoping he would come on. Oh, man. It would have been so amazing. He's like. He's fucking uh, like I know you don't like the Transformers movies, do you, Jones? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, did you you have seen them though? Not right? every one of them. I, I stopped watching the last oh. few. Okay, but did you see the one he was in when he was Dutch? Honestly, I don't know. 
Okay. My main my main reason I don't like the Transformers movies is because they're all just a garbled mess of noise and robots that you don't know who the good guy and the bad guy is and making advertising. Advertising and they're just it's the one big touch angles and three sixty <laughs> turns and Michael Bay ham and explosions and yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> well, see, and, and once again, I'm not I'm not going to get into the whole carts. I've seen every episode. I've seen the cart. I've seen every episode of the cartoons. I had I love the cartoons. Ninety percent of the toys, um, the comic books, GI Joe versus mm -hmm. Transform, all of that stuff. But um, back to Alan Tudyk, he was like, I mean, uh, I mean, he can play any. Like he was, he was Sunny from. Oh man, he's so the, good. In yeah, I he Robot. was Sunny. Yes, he's also been in Firefly, a bunch of the DC, Serenity. Yeah, Firefly, Firefly yeah. Serenity. He's also been in a bunch of the um. He was Steve the, the DC Pirate. animated. Yeah, he was Steve the oh Dal Dodgeball, Gar, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and he, he was in a Night's Tale. Oh, he was yeah, so good. He was he was fucking too. great in a Night's Tale, dude. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yep, I hope we get I mean, that one. Th this one has an all-star cast. If like you know. Yeah, albeit dude. they're only in it for like 10 or 15 minutes. I mean, you look at Forrest Whitaker, he, he was crazy as shit, but <laughs> he I mean, really was. <laughs> I mean, especially when he said, bring out Boar Gullet. I'm like, what the fuck is a Boar Gullet? And then this like big job of the hut worm. <laughs> I can see in your tentacle mind. Having. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then um, Krennic. Krennic was my favorite he character. Was mine. He was my absolute favorite in this oh, movie. He's one of the best villains that they've ever done, in my opinion, in the Star Wars universe. And the thing about it was, I mean, he was all about Better his job. Vader? I mean... No, no, no. I didn't say the best. I said okay, one. I thought you said the best. My no, 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 no. I mean, he was, he was, he was good. I mean, no, he was great. And then Donnie Yen. What was Donnie Yen's character name again? Sure. Sure, that that's some sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was also good. I thought, okay, so I've read the Force Unleashed one and two, and I originally thought that when he was the blind Jedi or the blind person that used to be a Jedi or with the Force or whatever it was, I thought he was going to be Ram Coda, the one. Who oh went, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's who I thought he was going to well, be. I was actually, like I said. Yeah, and they yeah. thought he was gonna so, be um uh Kane Jarrus from Star Wars Rebels. Exactly. Yeah. That was actually his idea to be blind in this. Yeah. Donnie, Donnie that was Yen, his like, that was his agreement. Like, if you want me in this movie, I'm choreographing the fights and I'm blind. Yeah. Damn. Well, and he was and also half the, the price of Jet Li, so <laughs> oh, but Johnny Yen, dude, he's a fucking badass. Yeah, though. well Jet Li wanted ten yeah. million and Donnie only wanted like five, so <laughs> Oh, ooh, I mean, like a big difference there. But um, and they put the bag over his head. He says, "Are you kidding yeah. me?" Oh God, <laughs> <was> so, good. <laughs> so good. I mean, they they had a whole bunch of like, like I can say, it's a whole bunch of little things that added up to one big thing. That's the reason why I like this movie so much. I mean, like when when K two S O popped um popped him in the mouth and said there's a fresh one if you mouth off again when he like <laughs> i mean shit like that, that had me die and that's alan tudyk that was uh that was ad-libbed and if you watch mm -hmm. go watch it, it again, you'll see um oh, Diego luna like trying he put his hand over his face because he was laughing <laughs> and they kept that it shit. oh man i mean it's just so much stuff and then like like um Vader. I don't know if a lot of people know it or not, but where Vader has made his home base is the place where 
he got his arms and his yeah, his Mustafar limbs chopped off. Yeah, Mustafar. Yeah, and it was the only planet yeah. they didn't put a label on too. Yep. Damn, I did. I did not know. There's actually that. a throwback to his castle in the Last Jedi, the most recent Star Wars film. Uh, Snoke has a ring that has part of the rock that his castle is made out of. Yeah, yeah. Which is okay. it's a weird little Easter egg that's you know because now I want to know well what's the history between Vader and Snoke? God damn it! Like <laughs> why would he? Mm-hmm. Why would Snoke cherish Vader so much that he's got a piece of his fucking castle on his ring? Like. Because he's fucking Darth Vader, man. Yes. <laughs> Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Yeah, that was dumb. I didn't like that, man. You didn't like that? No. <laughs> it, Come uh, on. It, next to no in in uh, episode three, that's probably my least favorite line in Star Wars. Uh, so I agree because uh, to an extent, because oh, what what was it? The it was episode four, right? When he he. He chokes the one guy almost to death, but then lets him live. So uh, that's yeah. how I kind of took it. Was like a throwback to that in terms of yeah. like. But you don't have to but say. See, I'm looking at be careful so who the cheesy. fuck you're talking to. You know what I mean? That's different. Yeah, if I had to force, if I had to force, I'd do that like shit at least once a day. I feel so bad for the I kids. Mean, <laughs> shit. No, no, I wouldn't do it to the kids. I'd do it at work. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you imagine like but, psychology, I'm, like as a as a psychologist. You yeah. need some real fucking therapy with that shit. You, yes. you want to quit drinking. I, I want to quit drinking. <laughs> exactly. Just force choke the fuck out of somebody, man. I mean, I mean, one of our motives is not like the others, but <laughs> but I mean, no, it's just like the fact of like um, he was like I'm still in charge. Yeah. So this will be relayed to the emperor that I'm still in charge. And he was like, wait a minute, before you start getting ahead of yourself, remember who the fuck you're talking to. And then he choked him. I mean And and yeah. what's cool is there's so much subtext there. They didn't they didn't say um this guy, Krennic, is just really high up and what they they said that he was not as powerful as he thought he was. Uh he's struggling for power with um uh CG robot head and they there was an actor <laughs> under that there was an actor under that I know and the actor did a great job and they decided to keep the CG instead but I thought that was a great representation of nah, man. Governor Tardic man I thought it was really good as a single still like if there was no animation and you just looked at a picture that was a great Tarkin it was way better than cheesy ass Leia at the end with her fucking head right. bobble that she had going on <laughs> both of them sucked and I- I think they should have kept him like, like talking with his back right. and his face in the window. Why did he have to be a or part like of the in, movie? In a glass. Yeah, he didn't. He he did not. I know. Uh, I know. I, he oversaw the, the, the you know the construction of the Death Star, but the, the a director and a governor are two separate ranks. That's like politician and military tactician. In, so like, in our world, in our universe, we don't know how it applies to the Empire, though. No, 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 that's what it is. A governor is literally a governor. They're a politician. Right. They they go and do politicking. And the mili- a governor has no power over, like, military tactics But if stuff. you go back to the rebellion side, they literally had senators that were, like, calling strategic shots and stuff, you know? Yeah, but they were hiding. So they were pretending to not be a part of the rebellion. They were, they were still pretending to be senators. 
So maybe it was an instance like Jesse the Body Ventura, who was a Navy SEAL in Vietnam, who turned governor. So maybe he used to have a lot of military <laughs> prowess. And then so they brought him as an advisor. No, but see, Mon Mothma, she's in this movie. The same mm-hmm. actress that was in the original mm-hmm. Mon Mothma in the prequels and in five, I think, five or six. But uh, Mon Mothma and Bail Organa, they were both senators who were active senators, and nobody knew they were part of the rebellion. Right. So they weren't they weren't they were just trying to fight and use their political power to try and sway things. But they are also newly formed military tacticians. Very bad ones at that. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars has never been um, a source of great military tactics. Mm-hmm. So, no, <sighs> unfortunately, but so just, the second word in the title is wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pronounced vars in uh germany but anyway, uh-huh. no uh so <laughs> we've kind of been bouncing all over the place and that's fine my biggest complaint okay sorry two complaints about the the scene where they're at the research facility and they're trying to rescue slash assassinate galen uh is mm-hmm. one when the rebel squadron gets there and they're like, hey, you got to contact him and call him off. And he's like, but he's already engaged. My next line would have been, well, then fucking disengage them. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, they're engaged. Well, we'll call him later. Like, right. <laughs> just let them bomb the shit out of the facility. <laughs> like, I, yeah. yeah they haven't part. established any sort of difficulty traveling communications over the galaxy or anything like that. They, they're able to talk yeah. to each other right away. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. yeah. There's no delay or anything. So since we, since you brought up communication across the galaxy, right? We've all seen the Last Jedi, and I'm sure the majority of fucking the world has. So one big plot device for the Last Jedi is this ability to track the rebels while they're in hyperspace, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's so crazy! Experimental technology, blah 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 blah." But yet, Cassian's able to communicate instantly with the Rebel base while in hyperspace. So, I mean, call caller ID anybody? Like, if I can fucking talk to you <laughs> in real time while you're in hyperspace, I could probably figure out where the fuck you are to. So, like, I didn't even think about that in The Last Jedi. I just kind of blindly accepted it because I was watching this movie. But now looking back on it, I'm like, that's not a very good plot device when you just, like, shat all over it in all the prequels and four, five and six. And they're always talking to people while they're in hyperspace, you know, yeah. like hyperspace becomes did it all the time. Yeah. Hyperspace becomes the, Hey, this is where we're going to have dialogue. So like, <laughs> that's what it turned into, you know? So if you're actively communicating with somebody, of course you can fucking track them. So why they were surprised that, Oh, they know where we are. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Now looking back on that, man, that, that really upsets me and gives me yet another reason that I don't like the last Jedi as much as everyone else does. But which is interesting because Jones totally likes Last Jedi and he hates I this one. Don't totally like the well, Last Jedi. You enjoy it more than I do. Yeah. So, so and I enjoy this one more than you do. So this so is not just... a Last Jedi review, but no. the, the the main things that I liked about the Last Jedi was Kylo Ren, Ray, uh, and Poe. I didn't care about anything else. I didn't care about. I mean, Luke was kind of cool, but he was a big letdown. Um, and a lot of the other stuff in the movie I didn't like. Like most of it, I didn't like, but I yeah. really enjoyed the characters that I listed and their development. I like Ray. Um, I love Kylo, Kylo Ren. Man. Kylo's cool. 
He's so Man, he's so he's, awesome. He's so he's like I don't mean the person Kylo Ren is awesome. I mean he's very well written and complex. Well, Adam Driver is really cool. Oh, that he plays it awesome. so well though. Yeah, he yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. He plays the yeah, fuck out of that. Yeah, he does a really part. good job with it. I just. And I you know, know, I found out that and they didn't explain it in the movie, but that rap that everybody makes fun of, that like, or those really tall pants that yeah, go above yeah. his belly button, that's a bandage. Yeah, yeah. I never noticed that. Like, that's a bandage from when he got shot by uh, Chewie. Yeah, that's why I didn't understand why people were making fun of his high pants. Because I was like, yeah, because he fucking got gut shot by a, a, a bow, dude. Like, <laughs> by a bowcaster that shit. shot people across yeah. the room when he yeah. got hit. <laughs> yeah, like, of course he's wearing anyway, that shit. Yeah, sorry. I just I yeah. set us off the rails there. But no, no, you're totally right, man. Like, people, they always make fun of this stuff, and then they don't realize, like, they're think back on stuff. Um, but, so, yeah, so my, now going back to uh, Rogue One and the research facility scene. And maybe this is why I wanted some character development on Jin is because how the fuck did she get so strong? She was able to smash a stormtrooper down to his face and then make him fall off a platform simply by grabbing his gun while she was climbing up. Like yeah, <laughs> one handed, she defeated this fucking soldier. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? I think they tried to explain that earlier. I just, I don't think they succeeded, but I think they tried to explain it like saying you did all these bad things and you're wanted yeah, and all these systems or whatever. Ultimately though, it was like, Petty little crimes that like yeah, fourteen year olds commit. Like oh, you, still you a pack forged, of yeah, you forged something, <laughs> you stole something, and then you you lied about it when they questioned you, and then you escaped from prison because we let you escape. Like we fucking orchestrated your escape. So it was I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like that they. You know, that's the thing is I don't like it when characters are inconsistent. You know. In one scene, Tarzan kicks a dude through a train, and then the next scene, he kicks a guy, and the guy barely even flinches. In this scene, you know, Jin's able to fucking rip a stormtrooper off of his, you know, his feet and make him fall off a platform. And then she's like struggling to climb up a, a tower, you know, <laughs> like either she's well, super see, strong or she's not. One thing that's pissed me off with all of the Star Wars movies with was how weak the the stormtroopers and the clone troopers yeah. and all of them were. I mean, now granted, I know they're expendable. Yeah, it's, it's mean, more about their numbers, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, they can get you can you can uppercut him, and he has this armor on, and he gets knocked out. I mean, yeah. Like, Why does he have armor then? Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, one shot uh, kills but, him. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and then what's this called? Like you throw one into another one, and he's knocked out for an eternity. Nah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not buying it. And one one other good thing, and this is this is probably my daughter noticed this when she walked in and. I was folding clothes. I was folding clothes while um while she when she came in the room and she said he sounds like Darth Vader talking about Force Whitaker when he put his his little breathing mask on. Oh, yeah. And it shows that like he was basically the the poor man's version of Darth Vader. If you look at him, he had two broke like, you know, two broke down legs. Yeah. One like I mean he was like half mechanical. But Look at Darth Vader and look at him. I mean, which suit would you rather have? I mean, but well, and to go back in terms of like you know stormtroopers being a bunch of little bitches, uh, like one shot incapacitates him, but fucking Krennic over here can take two blaster bolts like with a 
piece of cloth on and he's 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 all right you know that's because krennic is a fucking beast man. i guess but <laughs> nah i'm not gonna no, that that yeah. is the very di- that is literally plot armor yeah oh legit like yeah. His- <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah, his uniform his white coat cape thing is literally plot armor yep oh yeah for sure man like it was <laughs> it was rather annoying um but i mean but I, and like going back to krennic i mean he was Shit, I mean, think of having him as his. I mean, gosh, what was the part when when he saw that like when the rebels were attacking and he was looking out the window and everybody looked at him and he was like, okay, what the fuck you looking at me for? Y'all know what to do. Go out there and handle this shit. Right. I mean, he got shit. He got shat on this movie, and I would have liked to see his character develop a lot more. Yeah, like maybe in like. Like they did with um, Tarkin, and the other. Well, no, I wouldn't say like they did with Tarkin, but if he could have been in more than just this episode right here, I would have liked it a lot more. I know, but it was a giant waste. Yeah, because yeah, he's such a good villain, and uh, yeah, and you, yeah, you're right, man. It was kind of a waste of, uh, you know. I mean, that's a cultural loss standard, those potential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yeah, for sure, man. Another thing that kind of bothered me is like they're so Jin was like using a false name, you know, and they're like, oh, or should we just tell the Empire who you really are? And then this is kind of, you know, backing up a little bit, rewinding, but they go when they're on Jetta and she's like, oh, I need a pistol because it's literally a war zone. It's under Imperial control. And there's a fucking Star Destroyer sitting over the goddamn city. And what's the first thing Cassian says? Jin, over here, he just uses her real name in public in front of all these fucking stormtroopers. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Uh, like, and he's supposed to be like the leader. He's a captain. Yeah, and he's obviously like a fucking spy slash assassin, you know, because he's meeting in back alley places for informant information and then shooting the dude in the back. Like, you should think he would have a, a like a level of awareness in terms of secrecy, but just yells her name across a courtyard. <laughs> so that another, that was a moment that definitely broke my immersion. I, it feels like we're kind of getting into some negatives here. So I guess we can just kind of jump in really. But uh, no, I mean, I, I agree. Greg's like they, they, they definitely should make the stormtroopers a li- like a little bit more of a threat, you know? I mean, it's already bad enough that their aim is next to nothing. Yes, they must be blind behind the masks because I mean they can't hit anybody. But when the um when the ones got off the ships, the ones that had on like the dark gray armor, yeah, like his almost personal, black armor, they his were squads, his guard squadron, I think is what Kenneth called. Yeah, it. they were fucking people up though. Yeah, the death the death squad. Yeah, they're supposed to be like the spec ops guys, I'm assuming. Yeah, they're death squad. What was really cool about them is they had the uh, well, first of all, the black armor is pretty dope. Right, but the yeah. uh, um, their communicators, it was all garbled, mm-hmm. and only the other uh, the other ones could have could understand. Yeah, they can understand it because their helmets would filter it through, like uh, translate. Yeah, it's just like having a comms like out in the field. Like you got, you know, you got your security codes. Yeah, you got your crypto, and then like your, you know, so it controls the signal and stuff, which is pretty pretty cool. And it's definitely like a a neat feature that they implemented. But it's weird that they would go into detail or like pay attention to stuff like that. And then they would just ignore like 
and it bothers me too, like just tactics. Cause they said that they looked back to like world war two, you know, photos and Vietnam and they wanted to model the combat after that. And even like present day, like Afghanistan, Iraq stuff. And you definitely yeah, noticed I felt that a lot of Iraq in there. Yeah. When they're in Jeddah yeah. and like, you know, you got the rebels like peeking over the balcony and chucking grenades down on top of the, the fucking, what would be an MRAP and sh- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they got the ambush, you know, from all angles and stuff. Yeah. That was straight up like Iraq right there, dude. Uh, but then, like, when they get to the beach scene, you got just dudes, like, openly running through the water, shooting at stormtroopers who are in, like, you know, secure positions with, like, cover and stuff. And, yep. uh, it was, yeah, it was frustrating. And then, you know, going back to the Death Squad. So, when our boy Donnie Yen gets killed, you know, because the console gets exploded, of course, they give Maui from Moana a chance to go and like <laughs> <laughs> kneel next to him and like say his goodbyes, and no one thinks to shoot him like while he's sitting there. <laughs> like all the gunfire just stops all of a sudden, so they can have their moment. Like, yep. <laughs> like, and and to extend that plot armor, Chirrut, uh, Donnie Yen's character, just walked through all the blaster fire. Yeah, well, the force was protecting him. Yeah, right. he was one with the. Fo- oh, and th- that brought me. That brings me to one thing. Instead of like when they know someone is going to die, instead of saying "May the force be with you," shouldn't they be saying "You will be with the force"? That, I mean, yeah, as opposed, that'd be yeah. interesting. May May the force be with you is like saying Godspeed, though. It's not like yeah. a lot of people who don't even believe in. I'm getting into the fucking lore. I felt like a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, okay. So two other things I that am, I though. did. Um, <laughs> two other things that I did find disturbing. Okay, going to school for engineering and taking chemistry classes and physics and all this stuff. When they say, okay, drop the ion bombs, I'm like, wait a minute. Um, Won't that shut down your okay. shit too? <laughs> well, ion is just a loss or gain of electron that gives it a charge. Yeah. Okay, so I want to explain what that is because I am a fucking nerd. So in yeah, I want to, in the Star yeah. Wars world, it, it was introduced in Star Wars Rebels. Yes, I do. I watched that. It's on Disney XD. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't get into Rebels after they went ahead and did away with Clone Wars. I like I Rebels. Was, Rebels is pretty good. I think technically um, it was before Rebels because I remember playing like Republic Commando and you had iron mm-hmm. grenades and shit in that game. And that game is but, but what Rebels. they introduced was the ion torpedoes or the ion missiles or whatever they're called. Uh-huh. They shut down ships. Yeah. Like it's like an EMP. It's like a targeted EMP essentially. So maybe okay, the so ion part doesn't make sense, but what an ion projectile does in space is it shuts down the um the star destroyers. Okay, all right, so I can understand that. And the other thing, when when Donnie Yen got ready to walk to cut the cut the power on, no, he was hitting the master switch. Send it to the ship. If you notice, right before he did that, it was one black dude. He says, "I got this," and yeah. he ran out there, <laughs> and they killed immediately him. Immediately got <laughs> shot. <laughs> immediately got shot. So yeah, uh, but I guess they brought Finn in to go ahead and like you know do away with that. So. And if you heard all the like all the. I don't want to. All right, I don't want to make it sound seem like there's a large outcry, but I have noticed that there's been a somewhat of an up, upset population and outcry that they didn't make Finn gay in what? the last Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> that's a like small ups- crowd. People were upset about that. That's a just, small crowd, though. I'm just like, damn. Like it's that. Like he- why? That's a, a that's a very small story to begin crowd. with. Like. <laughs> 
Oh man. Like, why does there have to be any kind of romantic like romantic relationship in this movie? Like gay, straight, exactly. Zoological, like who cares? Like why is there yeah. any kind of relationship in it? And that was another issue I had is they kept so the first time I saw it. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, please don't let them kiss on the beach before they die. Like, I don't want these two to fucking have a love That's connection. Disney. That is yeah. not that is not Gareth Edwards. Yeah. So and they didn't, though. They just kind of held hands and then embraced. And I was like, man, that's pretty cheesy. But then, you know, Katie brought up like, uh, you know, but if you're about to die, like and this is somebody you've been through a lot of traumatic events with, like maybe you would do that. And then, you know, I'm thinking back to like my uh, PTSD groups and stuff. And yeah, like lots of soldiers and stuff that I've had have like held hands with their friends as they're dying or, you know, held them as they're because it's, you know, yeah, at the end, it's this all about, was like, this was a little more of an embrace. Right. Well, there's a uh, there's a scene. I think they're in the elevator or something like that. And they totally got yeah. fuck me eyes going on, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah. why? Yeah, they they look like they were about to kiss. Why? They look like they were about to kiss. Yeah, yeah. On what? And that pissed me off. Like, they don't. Yeah, you don't need to have a love story between. But see, and I don't have a problem with the love story because, especially in a war movie or a Star Wars movie, because it can enhance it. But I didn't believe their fucking affection for each other, especially since the last time that they had any like real dialogue together, she was pissed off at him because he was going to kill her dad. Right. You know, (laughs) like that went from that to well, we got to go save this, and he's like, "All right, I'm with you." Like. Almost as if he was apologizing for like, that's hey, what I'm I was saying, actually, your dad back there, but that's what I'm, I'm saying. The characters don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, but he did tell her, he did say, um, well, I didn't. He says, I could have killed him, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I guess that made Oh, you're right. Work. I owe you. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm in the yeah. wrong for being upset with you. So that was um, like, that was the last bit that really broke me from my immersion where I was like, God damn it, stop, you know? But then. Once that sweet, sweet wave of destruction washes over them, which I was actually kind of glad, then that's when, like, seriously, like, the best four minutes in the movie happens, and that's fucking Vader just crushing the shit out of some rebels, dude. <laughs> oh, my God, it was so good. You see, but I gotta... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was gonna get into that. Go ahead and finish your point. No, 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 I, yeah, I, I kind of want to back up a little bit, and Griggs, if you got something to add, please do. Uh, so they built this giant fucking weapon. That's a planet killer has all this like amazing technology and guidance system. And it even has hyperspace capabilities, you know, which we learned like, it's just a beast. It's, it's a fucking, it's, it's, I don't even know what you want to call it. It's a gigantic accomplishment. Right. And they fucking miss at the end. They're like target the facility. And then they shoot over the damn thing. (laughs) just that's the plot armor because just like when they're at Jeddah, like they blow up the city how convenient that the rebels are away from the city and then they're like oh target the base at whatever and then like they miss and shoot in the ocean so that we have enough time for them to climb all the way the fuck down from that tower and then make their way all the way out to the beach where there's tons of stormtroopers fighting rebels right now but they happen to make it to the water's edge so they can have this sweet embrace before they die like (laughs) That was strictly for having the sake of that shot. That's all that was. Because it would have been so much better if they were just at the top of the tower. And he's like, do you think anyone's listening? She's like, I'm sure there are. And then kaboom, they all fucking explode. Like, I would have been cool with that, you know? <laughs> but I'm fine yeah. with everybody dying because it makes sense. Because they, they fought and they died for a cause. I thought that was kind of right. cool. Right, and I really like how they retcon the whole weakness in the Death Star thing. I think they did a pretty cool job with that in terms of you know galen's fucking pissed off at the empire and 
this is his grand master plan of getting back at them. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was definitely a shot in the dark, trusting some random pilot, which I wanted backstory on the pilot. Why is he defecting and all that? You know, mm-hmm. what motivates him and that actor? I feel bad because I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Riz, Riz Ahmed. He's in, um, he's in that. H- Rock. Yeah. Yeah. He was in that HBO show. Um, night of, which was yeah, like maze balls. Like so good. I really yeah. enjoyed that miniseries. He's been another, he's a good actor. I wanted more for sure from that series. I mean, I, I like the way they ended it, but I would have liked to have seen more come from that because they ended it in such a way that you want to see what's next, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was a great series. I wouldn't be upset if it came back, but, um, yeah, I would have loved to see some some backstory on this guy, dude. Why is he defecting? Why does he know everything about the fucking Empire? He was a cargo pilot yeah. that, that delivered shit to the research facility. Why does he know so much about this data fucking... Yeah. Uh, and to go back to the, the, the other one, seven and eight, um, how does how does Finn, as a dude who mops floors, know how <laughs> yeah. to shut down the shields or whatever? And the fucking the specialized tracking system that no one knows right. about. That's like so hush hush and unbelievable technology. But he's like, oh no, we just go here. Well, and push I'm a stormtrooper, so I know everything about <laughs> everything. So they train. He's the you. toughest stormtrooper yet, though, man. He, he he takes hits and keeps coming. So, well, there is there's a reason for that. He was trained, blah blah blah, whatever. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Well, for Bodie Rock, my impression was that Galen found him because. Like, you know, because of, because he was, because they wouldn't be looking for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, but there's no line. I, there's nothing in there that indicates that. That's right. my problem. See, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, See, it's yeah. fully under, like, it's easy to accept that there's people that work for the empire that are just there to collect a check. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're hard. Or they not. think they're doing the right thing too. Or yeah, maybe, you know, or like, oh, my, my dad worked for the empire. So I, I, you know, like. Yeah, like I get it, but I just I wanted some more development there, man, for sure. I was left wanting. That's my that's my biggest complaint about this movie is I'm just left wanting more and more and more. Like I really want to see Vader go kill the Jedi, man. Like I really want to see that. Like you can make a whole fucking trilogy just from him. In his comics, there's um it, it starts right after episode three where he goes mm-hmm. and kills the rest of the remaining kills Jedi. Him. And there's like order sixty six. Yeah, and there's like Jedi that he couldn't kill, and there's Jedi that like kicked his ass, and he had to flee from. Mm-hmm. And like, man, you can have. Like, I want to see that. Yeah, if they want to really dive into this expanded universe, man, I want like, a fucking Boba Fett movie. I, uh, I mean, my problem with them doing like a Han Solo Boba Fett spinoff is like I already know how it's gonna end. You know what I mean? So it's hard for me to get invested in that story. You knew how this one ends. So yeah. this one was pitched by John Knoll, the guy who invented um, Photoshop. He walks in and says, you know that line from The Crawl in episode four where it says rebels died to get this message? Make a movie about that. And he walks out like a fucking boss. And then they made a movie about it. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah, dude. That's a true story, too. I might embellish a little bit, but that is what happened. Well, from what I read, it was a 30-minute pitch that they made. Hey, man, time is relative, (laughs) right? So... It took him 30 minutes to get the, oh, yeah, let's fucking do that. But yeah, your pitches take more. But this, essentially, that's what it was. It was like, holy shit, you, you have like this little, you know, paragraph. And you know what like, happens. You know that. Yeah. Because it says they died. Right. 
and you know that they get the plans, but it doesn't matter because the story, like how they get there is, is more interesting. Right. And that's, and I'm not saying I'm going to hate a Han Solo movie or a Boba Fett movie because I I'm know. Hate it. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll get into I, it later, I'm, but I'm going to hate into Chris territory movie. now. No, <laughs> no there's just so much shit going on behind the scenes with that movie. It's just going to. Oh, I don't yeah. even know if they're going to release it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got you. And that, that, they, you know, this kind of happened, like you mentioned, with the reshoots and the re-edits. They and, reshot uh, almost 90% of the Han Solo movie after they fired their directors, Lord and Miller. That's crazy. Yeah. And, like, look at what happened with Injustice mm-hmm. recently. Hey, don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't, even, don't even begin to talk about this. Justice League. Is that I mean, Jones, Jones you know, finally saw that, listeners. The, the yeah, just as we talked about it, Jones hadn't seen it, but he. I want to do a special it. episode on that. <laughs> he saw it over the weekend, and he so texts me, "Hey, dude, watching Justice League right now. Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, were you in the movie when you were texting me? No. Oh, okay. No, because I, I, I had finished. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd finished watching it. I mean, I think it was still going, but I'd finished watching it. But yeah. Rogue One. It's uh, so I mean we we've we've picked it apart. No, I haven't. Uh, wait, okay, go ahead, man. <laughs> I feel like it's been like a joint effort, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. But like my major, I've been saving my major gripe. Oh, uh, for the end, the major. No, my major gripe. The major. I wouldn't say it's a big deal, but the the major thing that I had so. And I'm so happy that Griggs asked the question what the ion missile or whatever it was. This movie does that so much. And this is a giant, giant budget for a very, very fan film. 200 million, right? Yeah, $200 million. And it brought in a fucking billion yeah, well, it made it almost made its budget back the first weekend. It was like 188 right. or some yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. It almost made as much as The Force Awakens, and it, it's not even a saga movie. There's not even a Luke Skywalker name in the movie. There's not even a blue or green lightsaber either. Like, right. Well, there's a red one, but yeah. But like, just, yeah. But my main gripe with the movie is it doesn't stand alone as its own movie. Because when you think of all the things that have all the references they make, when you see Jimmy Smith show up and Mon Mothma and you see uh, you hear them talk about the force and you hear them talk about Saw Gerrera and the wills and the guardians of the wills, all this stuff, you need to know what it is. They don't explain it. You need to know what it is coming in the movie to appreciate it. I didn't I didn't know some of that stuff you just mentioned, like the guardian of the wills and right. I, I don't know. I still enjoyed it. But what I'm I, that I, like I said at the very beginning I said this is I have two me's on this review I enjoyed it because I know all that stuff mm-hmm. but I also didn't enjoy them I didn't appreciate how they just kind of jammed as much as the fam shit fan shit as they could into it because like do you guys know why Saw Gerrera can't breathe I don't know yeah. No. I do. And do you guys know why? You know what Jetta is and why it's so important? Do you know why? Yeah, yeah I know about Jetta yeah, and all that. Like the, and the, the wills, the guardians of the wills and the wills. Those are very are those, important uh, things. Aren't those allegedly like Yoda's species? No. Oh, I, that's the wills that's are like reading. the original beings of the force and the, the guard. Force, yeah. And the guardians yeah, of the I, wills protect the temples of, of Kyber and like all this. There's so much stuff that you have to know. And same thing with the force. They just kind of backhandedly mention the force. 
So there's so much stuff that you have to know coming into it. So when you think about the timeline of when this came out, you have the entire franchise is bought out by George or George Lucas sells it. Disney makes episode seven. And then uh, what, two years later, they make this. So most of the fans are like, where's Ray? Or like, why is, why are there no Jedi? Why? It's like, so they're so confused and they watch this and they don't, they don't understand. And so like, in order to understand the movie, the way that they want you to understand it, you have to know all this stuff. You have to know what an ion cannon is. And uh, that Saw Guerrera used to be on the side of the rebels. And he was all the way back in Clone Wars and then Rebels. And like, can there's I, so much stuff that you need to know. There's can stuff I change in the books. one of your words. What's that? Maybe it's not so much understand it as much as it is appreciate it. I mean, no, I mean, there's a part of that sure. shit. And she enjoyed the movie. She knows what the Force is. She knows who Darth right. Vader is. She knows what a Jedi is. Yeah. But like the the whole point of this movie is we open it up with it, with the, the fact that they decided to not go with the crawl mm. uh, because Disney wanted this to be a movie that stands on its own. That's not a part of the, the, the quote unquote saga films. So you wanted it to like completely stand on its own rather which than they could have done, the which Star they could have done without, without even showing Darth Vader. I don't think Darth Vader, I loved his scene. It was one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. The Not where he's choking Krennic, but the, obviously the best one. Um, the only reason they showed, honestly, anything they put in this movie is to sell a comic book. The only reason they showed Vader is to show that he lived in a castle, which was never originally canon. Now it's canon. So you got to read the books yeah. to find out what that what that means. Um to, to understand why who K2SO is, you got to read the books and like all this kind of stuff. And I, I know all the stuff that happens, but you can't truly appreciate the movie they want the way you want to, the way they want you to, if you haven't dove into the canon material, which is mm -hmm. not in the movies. And I think a movie needs to stand on its own. You can't say, yeah, but it's explained in the novelization of the movie, or yeah, but it's explained in the comics or whatever. So, I mean, I, so slight caveat to that. And I, I definitely, I agree with what you're coming with because that's how, that's how I felt about the Harry Potter movies. Honestly, is they mm -hmm. left a lot of shit out that if yeah, you read the every books, time I you, say, Oh, I didn't like this about this Harry Potter, but, oh, but in the yeah. books, yeah, yeah, exactly. it doesn't matter. It's not in the movie. Right. I, I fully agree with that. I just, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing stuff like fan service though. And I think I do. I'm sorry. I do because you make the movie you want to make. You don't make a movie that the fans. But he's a want. fan though. But he's a fan. That's the problem. Star Wars made him want to get into filmmaking. Yeah, and his ending wasn't in the movie. Right. His ending was they were gonna, and it was in the trailer. They were gonna run across a beach, and people are gonna die and fall as one person is literally holding the plans, and that's how he envisioned it. And they, and they said like the first. The stuff that was shown in the first two trailers weren't even in the movie. Like, mm -mm. No, they did. They reshot yeah. a huge chunk of this. Which, you know, which makes me wonder, is there like a director's cut? Do I get to see this alternate mm -mm. ending? Like, that'd be kick-ass. But, mm -mm. Um, but that Damn. just goes to show, like, something that we've been complaining about since we started this podcast. And I'm sure since we've been watching movies is sometimes the studio meddles too much, you know. Oh, I understand. Man, we're talking about Disney. 
Right. And Disney's, you know, and they made a billion so that they know what they're doing. Right. Exactly. That's the thing is like, you can't, they don't give a fuck. (laughs) That's my problem. That's that's why I'm even complaining about this. They own 40% of all television and movie media now at this point with the, with them buying Fox. Acquisition of Fox. Yeah. Which is just insane. What are you going to say? Jones, you know what? You just, Okay, you you brought the light. You've taken me to the light because no, man, that's this a dark is, side, dude. That's a dark, dark, a dark side. Yeah, what are you talking no, about? No, you've taken me to the light of the dark side because <laughs> this is what I complain. And in in Atkins or James can tell you, this is what I complain about with comic book movies every fucking time. Yeah, have to, because have to bleep that. He just leaked my last name. I don't want any people like any fans showing up at my house or anything. <laughs> I mean, like, except you're on Facebook I, with your first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, I've been reading comic books since 1984, 85. Mm-hmm. No, no, let me take that back. I've been buying them since 84, 85. I've been reading them since since I could read. That's what got me into reading. Um, I feel the exact same way with the Avengers, with mm-hmm. with Wolverine, with Deadpool. Deadpool ain't no fucking mutant. He was never a mutant. I mean. Yes. Okay. So now I see exactly where you're coming from when you say the two me's, like because everything that you just said is yeah. the exact same way I and, feel and as far I as know, all the comic I know books. all the canon. I know all the non-canon, and I love it. And I while watching this stuff on screen, it made like made me really giddy. But then I have to take a step back as somebody who wants to learn about how to make a good standalone movie, right? And I, these are the things that stand out to me, things that you, you have to know X to appreciate Y. And you may like it, but you don't appreciate it the way that it was intended to be appreciated. So exactly. So maybe there's I, a, I see exactly where you're coming from. No, and I, no they're excellent points. Like, I, I fully agree because yeah. as a fan, we want things to. Like, yeah, I wanted to see uh, we're going to I'm going to spoil this, but I wanted to see Luke Skywalker crush the AT-ATs at the end of the movie. Right. I wanted to see just you fucking you. bring yes. the force like, yeah, bring I wanted the force, to, dude. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you and me both. Because I mean, right. Star Killer fucking right. destroyed an entire uh, Star pull, Destroyer. Yeah, he pulled a Star Destroyer <laughs> onto the planet's surface from the space. Yeah. And Luke Skywalker fires in midair and shit. Like, yeah, like, and Luke Skywalker's supposed to be. They went with astro projection. Day. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. agree, man. Like, and uh, yeah. So here's the thing, though, man. And, and you know me, I'm always like. I don't want to even say a silver lining. The bitter lining <laughs> is maybe the lesson that you're supposed to take away from this as a, an aspiring film director and, you know, us doing our writing and stuff like that is that you're not going to get what you want and the studio ultimately mm-hmm. wins, you know? Well, and we've <laughs> mentioned this before. I think we talked about it on the um, Hateful Eight where Disney could very well cripple the entire film industry single handedly. Oh yeah, with, with their their choices, with their streaming service, and yep. they're they're gouging the theaters. That the theaters are going to go out, and all this kind of shit's going to happen. And then we're going to have a new renaissance of film. I've got my fingers crossed. And then well, we could be a part of the filmmakers who make the movies we want to make. That's the thing is, it's it's going to turn into writers and directors making movies that will sell versus making what they want to make. Or oh, it's they're, they're, that way, man. Yeah, but it's going to get even worse in terms of like. You know, you had this visionary director in Gareth Edwards, 
maybe five years down the road, he doesn't stand up for, no, I want everybody to die. And Disney goes, no, 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 we're going to do this. And he just goes, yeah. okay, where's my check? Cause I, I'm ready to leave kind of thing, you know? And yeah, I, I agree, man. Disney owns 40% of television and media right now. And Cloud Atlas, they mention, you know, they call them Disney's. They don't even call them movies anymore. They just call them Disney's. Yeah, Disney's. And uh, maybe we're going to enter this dystopian style fucking Disney era. And uh, I don't know, man. Have you seen the um, the demolition, Mickey, man? The, the, the whole little Mickey with his hand up like Hitler? Like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> have. You, you haven't seen that, James? I've seen that. I know uh, Walt Disney yeah. definitely had some uh, anti-Semitic he, he, he didn't like the Jews so no. much. Uh, yeah. yeah or, the, or black people or, or Asian yeah, people yeah, or, yeah, or anybody Any non-white else. Aryan member. Yeah. <sighs> It's unfortunate <laughs> histories, man. Oh man! But you know, man, I agree. Like you, you, you made some really good points, and it, it's, um, it's disheartening and it's saddening to know that this visionary director, like, and it's something I would have, I think we all would have loved to see, fucking Vader just laying waste to these characters. <laughs> I wish <laughs> the know? whole movie was about Vader. Well, that's and that's another thing is we want movies about Vader, like like you yeah. said. I don't want to see a Han Solo or a Boba Fett. Show me a Vader movie, you know, or even yeah. or even like we what we mentioned with the first act. I would have loved to seen Jyn Erso grow up, right. and the third act was her stealing the uh, plans. Yeah, expand the universe more. I agree, man. Mm -hmm. Like if it's gonna be a standalone film, it should it really just there's so much universe. Like if we're gonna get a Boba Fett movie, it better be, you know, with the whole. Um, what was that war that he was in? Not the Clone Wars, but the um, Mandalorian. The Mandalorian Wars and all that shit. Oh. Like, yeah, let, like let me see that because that has nothing to do with the Skywalker universe. You know, that's completely separate. It's its own thing. There's probably or even the really... Old Republic. The Old oh, God, Republic. I would love the Mandalorian. The Old Darth Revan and all this shit. Like that'd be so but great. They're, yeah. they're refusing to do it because they want to. I don't know, do their own thing. I don't know. Of course, it's Disney. I yeah. Mean, uh, and that's I would like to see one about Starkiller. Right. Force yeah. Unleashed. Yeah. That would have been sick. Like, I'll go back and watch just the cinematics on YouTube because it's like an hour and a half worth if you put mm -hmm. the two games together. And it's amazing. It's like an animated film, mm -hmm. but um, it leaves you wanting, you know. The Old Republic MMO has great cinematics, yep. but none of it is canon. Yeah. And the first, the first game, Knights of the Old Republic, yeah. and the second game, like those are great games. Darth like, Revan, Darth Bane, Darth yeah. Bane was in the books, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there's this huge universe here, and yeah, of course, yeah, we can go is. read the books and the comics if we want to drink it up. But that's the cool thing about film is I get to fucking just sit back and witness Vader like mm -hmm. lay waste to people. Like, oh yeah, I've imagined it multiple times in my in my you know my most intimate of dreams, but. Uh, <laughs> but seeing it on screen usually he doesn't man. have pants on while he's doing <laughs> yeah. it but seeing it on screen is just so fucking cool you know and it, you're right it's just and and the big elephant in the room how the whole thing ties into the next movie like seamlessly literally yeah same set same costumes everything but i appreciate that yeah i, really I do, do too that was... i think they did a great job with that I think they started with that. I think they said, we're going to start with Vader fucking shit up all the way into A New Hope and then yeah. go backwards. I mean, that, like that scene where he's on the uh, the little docking arm as the mm -hmm. Corvette pulls away. 
mm-hmm. you know, lightsaber out, just like pissed off. Like, God, that's such yeah. a great scene, dude. And mm-hmm. and it leads into scene. <laughs> Sorry, scene if you were Leia, he would have flown out there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking space just witch. Point his finger. <laughs> all point. all Luke can do is fucking astral project. She can literally survive the vacuum of space. <laughs> Maybe she, she should have again, been the one with the fucking lightsaber to begin with. <laughs> well, Yoda wanted Disney. to train her. Yeah. I blame Disney. God, blame but Disney. it you know, going back to episode four, because when he, he finally gets on the Corvette, he's pissed, you know. I want mm-hmm. this the ship torn apart and find the plans and I want them alive. Like, why was Darth Vader so pissed off? Like I always kind of wondered, like, oh cool, you've been chasing this guy, but why are you, why are you so angry? Now I fucking get it. Cause he was literally there. He was about to fucking get them. And the Empire just took a huge defeat, you know, by their own hands, so to speak. They blew up their own fucking archive. And he's pissed off because you fucking took him away from his castle. You fucking made him leave home. You, know? <laughs> you woke him up from his, his nap. Yeah. His hyperbolic chamber. He just made a sandwich. Yeah. One of meat hooks. And now he's gotta go fucking take care of some shit because you and guys. What's crazy is up. that that chamber he was in, that was a that was a cast of Hayden Christensen. But they never used his face. Poor guy. That's, that's... Oh shit. That would have been great. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's going back to those chambers, right? Because they throw Luke in one. They throw Anakin in one. It's a back to tank. That's a that's a common thing in Star Wars. But they can't use it to fucking bring back Galen. Like, come on now. It may be expensive. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I'm defend it. <laughs> Can't say the rebellion didn't have money because they used it to bring Luke back and and yeah. when they're on Hoth and shit. So well, <laughs> what, is Luke? Well, when they bring back someone with the Force, they said they go crazy and the whole bunch. Yeah, of part shit. of them doesn't come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's not in the movies. It's not not in the movies. Yeah, you need to know that movies. from reading. Yeah, exactly. that's one of my big issues. Is like if you're gonna do this giant long form storytelling, then the main points have to be in the movies, and you supplement things in the books and stuff. But you can't get massive plot points from the books, right? No, I, and I agree with that. I I like some of the fan service, um, like having the um, the alien, the two aliens that like bump into them that end up getting in a fight with Luke and Obi Wan in the bar. Why like, are they a Jedi though? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? It was what just a cool the, little... the protagonists of Episode Four, or whatever, <laughs> how do they man, survive just... now? That's what I want to know. The they whole got fucking out. The whole city got destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> the one with the butt chin. Maybe they worked for the Empire. Maybe that's why. Mm, yeah, I've heard some conspiracy theories that they are could be funny. leaving. You know, because they pulled the whole Empire out because they knew they were going to glass the yeah. planet. So maybe they. Maybe they're fucking... running from the Empire at that very second and they got away before. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to think they're probably some fuck. I mean, have you it's seen fan It's a fan like... film. Have you ever seen the Darth Maul one? That's like my favorite fan film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just so, so good. fucking good. Some of these fan f- films are amazing. Some of them better than this one. Oh, maybe. hands down. Hands yeah. down for sure. But there's um, yes. there's a comic strip that shows the, the alien that has like the baboon butt face, you know? Mm hmm. And he's like, they a, have names. I can't remember what their name. I are. can't remember his name either. But he's a fucking, he's a really talented architect. And then he gets a promotion, and he's supposed to turn in a project the next day. And he goes to the bar to celebrate with a drink, and he gets his fucking drawing arm cut off. <laughs> he shows him the next day, like trying to draw with his left, and he can't. It's like the the worst stick figure house you've ever seen. And he fucking kills himself, like. <laughs> It's so fucked up. Cool. It's a hilarious alternate reality, you know. 
Yeah, I think kids kid snippets, they should have went with that one. Like, you remember oh, that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra, 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 For y'all that don't know, y'all have to check out kids snippets Star Wars bar scene. Or I can't, what, what is it called, Jane? Um, Cantina scene. Cantina scene. Yeah, yeah it's fucking it hilarious. Yeah, just, just check it out. It's, it's but there's, there's a couple of moments of fan service that I appreciated, like the dancing Twi'lek. You know, even though she was a hologram, like they threw that in there. The fucking dudes from the cantina. Um, the fact that they said, you know, K two S O is like, I got a bad feeling, and then like they cut him off. Like, yeah, they say that in every movie too, except for the Last Jedi. No. Mm, it is officially believe, if this is one of those BB-8, issues that i have a problem with bb8 bullshit like that's yes. so that's so i dumb. believe it it's so i think it's bullshit I, I agree with you like that's what? the director realizing they fucked up and him no. going like uh what can we use oh what i don't even think it's scene? the director so pablo adago is the head of the story group i think he was like you fucking idiot yeah all right bb8 said it <laughs> Lord have they should just shoot like a fucking 12 second deleted scene or something and just make it on the DVD release. I would accept that over the BB-8 bullshit. Like, that's so dumb. And I think uh, Chewie eating a porg is a, is a reshoot. So yeah. why couldn't they do it then? Yeah. <laughs> For sure, man. Or even have Chewie say it. Like, when they fucking, when he kicks in the door to Luke Skywalker's <laughs> hut and then Skywalker has to say something. Maybe Maybe, you know. The Wookiee can say, I got a bad feeling about this, but I don't know. <laughs> Subtitle. That's that Griggsy Bear I was telling you about, guys. They don't stop that <laughs> bullshit. <sighs> what else? So, I don't know, Griggsy, you got any more negatives, man? Nah, my negatives are done because Jones just, like, brought me to... Brought your fucking comic everything that I'm... Rage out. Every, yeah, everything that I'm pissed <laughs> off about with X-Men and... The Avengers, Deadpool. Yeah, you like how they got I, around the whole X Men bullshit by just saying that they're alternate universes. Like, it's but you know what? Though? Okay, not just alternate timelines, but straight up alternate universes. They have they have a multiverse yeah. thing yeah, because Earth six sixteen is the main one. Yeah, and I'm not going to get into all of that, but Earth six sixteen is the one where none of the bullshit that's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going on. Mm-hmm. Like to bring in. Don't, don't get me started. I just and all all of Brian Singer stuff like don't don't disappear. Don't, don't, you know, like it's inter- don't, the whole don't. scandal and stuff's interesting. It, but. It, yeah. So <laughs> you're taking me to the sunken place, man. You're taking me <laughs> to the sunken place, man. Don't don't do it. So I'm I'm still holding Rogue One up there for me. It's it's still it's still high on my list. Of Star Wars. Um, oh yeah, it's definitely over episodes one, two, and three for sure. Except for that fight with Anakin and Obi Wan in Episode Three was a maze balls. Too many cuts in my opinion, but it was still That's really too good. long. Eh. I don't like the one kick that that it's it just one kick in it that I didn't like. Where his foot was like eight feet away from him, and he like I guess he forced it was a force him. kicked in. Yeah, we talking about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, the fight that fight was nice. Yeah, and um. Yeah, man, it's it's still up there for me. Like, obviously, the original trilogy is always going to hold a, a special spot, but Rogue One's up there, man. I, I thought that, like, overlooking... Because I don't have a problem with the fan service as much as Jones does, so overlooking that stuff, I, I still hold it in high regard, so I'm definitely going to buy it for sure. 
Um, it's not a sin, in my opinion, if we're going to use that rating system. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to own this on uh, like Ultra HD 4K, man. I want to see this. And now a fucking 8K is coming out. So like, mm. you know, what, what are we going to do? But yeah, I'm buying Our it. Our eyes can't even see that much detail. I don't understand why they keep... <laughs> The most we can see is 350 PPI, and anything higher than that is like whatever. It's it's lip service, man. Just like um, like Gatorade and all that bullshit. Like I was looking at a bottle of, I was looking at a bottle of Powerade, and it said ion infused, and I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) like uh, ion infused. But but in their defense, it's the Powerade is the only one that is truly ion infused because like on a periodic table for the exchange and ion. Yeah, yeah, for the exchange and ion. It has to be right next to it on that periodic table. (laughs) Are you late for chess club? Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking mash balls in your mouth. Shut up, man. But anyway. No, but um damn I got so far off the topic. Oh, okay. It is a sin if you do not see this movie for me. I just because if if it were to be re-released into the in the movies again, like next week or whatever, I'd go see it. Oh, again. for sure, man. Yeah, like I would I would go see it again. There's been a few movies that I've gone that have, they've done like re-releases for. The most recent was um, Princess Mononoke, and uh, they've done they've like re-released oh. some Studio Ghibli films into the theaters. So we went and saw Spirited Away in the theater, which was awesome. Princess Mononoke yeah, was I had to work cool. when you went to go see Princess Mononoke, yeah. and I couldn't go with you. Yeah, man, it's I like. So yeah, if they totally give this a re-release in the theater, or if it's like an Alamo Draft House thing, like that'd be sick. But um, yeah. yeah, man. What about what about you, Jones? You gonna fucking continue? I think you know, man. I, I think it's a sin. I think <laughs> I think it's a sin to make a movie to placate fans. I think you should make a movie to make a movie and not to make money. It doesn't matter that they did it. It doesn't matter that it makes sense. I I think it's a sin. So I would agree that it's probably the most well covered up cash grab because you can't deny that this was a business opportunity that's what this was almost definitely but yeah they they definitely pulled the wool over it good enough to where i'm willing to let it slide that makes sense the movie's gorgeous it really is that though it is it is beautiful and I love the props and the sets they built and the world they created. And George Lucas thought that this was the most Star Wars movie that has been released since right. he stopped making yeah. movies. Well, and imagine being, one, but. imagine being Gareth Edwards growing up watching Star Wars. That's mm, I know exactly. You got into filmmaking and then fucking George Lucas tells you that you made the most Star Wars film. That is the best masturbatory material you can have. Right. Like, <laughs> fantasy achieved. <laughs> right. Kill me now. Yeah. As no, much I, as you want to say about him in the prequels, he's still George fucking Lucas. So yeah, exactly. I mean, he, whether his vision is askew from mm-hmm. what the fans feel, you know, like he still created it. He still birthed this yeah. sp- Space opera into existence. a lot of people told him to shut up, and they said no, that won't work, and that's why A New Hope and four, five, six worked, and one, two, three, and didn't. But yeah, it is his baby. Yeah, and um, yeah. So what if it's like the you know tale as old as time to quote Beauty and the Beast? But but there's always gonna be you're gonna do that. You're gonna run into that in every yeah. fucking thing you do. So. And if as long as it's got a good skin on it and the music's mm-hmm. amazing, which is another thing that oh I didn't even God. mention for this not being penned by John Williams, like the music was still amazing. Like 
when I hear that that end sequence, you know, and like the explosion yeah. happens and everything, like, bro, goosebumps. Like it's so good how the My, Michael Giacchino plays. is being groomed to take over the for Lucas. sure. Cause he's done Jurassic World and now he's done Star Wars. Like he's definitely picking up some of John Williams pieces. John Williams is done after nine. Really? Yeah, and Michael okay. Giacchino is going to take over the next saga. But and I'm, I'm totally cool with that man. He's done an amazing job. So he's a great composer. I, it didn't fit for me for this movie, but he's he's it wow. was good music. But hmm. interesting. Hmm. Well, let me. I I've been so enthralled with this discussion. I haven't even pulled up a. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> this is this is gonna Let's be stick with it. This is gonna be good. <laughs> 2015 film release. Juliet heads to her grandfather's ranch with her mother for Christmas, where she meets a horse named Rodeo and a young cowboy who change her life. 2015's Rodeo and Juliet. What? <laughs> 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 Oh my god. This looks this looks good. Not in the way that they wanted to, but this looks good. It looks promising. It's got a 4.9 on IMDb. All right. So this is uh <laughs> I'm still gonna watch Quigley Down Under just because, but uh for the fans out there, the movie we're reviewing next week. Is Rodeo and Juliet? No, I did not mispronounce that. That is Rodeo, and it's it's not even the name of the fucking cowboy. It's the name of the goddamn horse. Horse, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I honestly want to say my daughter watched this. Bro, like the the Netflix description is even better. New to her family's ranch, a young city girl struggles to adapt to country life. But a cute cowboy helps when he teaches her how to barrel race oh, on man, his barrel. That cowboy is cute. <laughs> Do you see how he has his hand on his hip? He's got like Fabio hair. And like... <laughs> this should be fun. How did we go from watching a fucking kick-ass Western slash Western Australian film to this? Mm. God damn it. Hey man, that's the magic of the randomizer. Yeah. All right. And it's not horror, so you know Chris didn't pick it. (laughs) Oh, well, Seven Sinners, that does it for this episode of Culture Lust. Um, Appreciate you guys sticking with us through our nerdgasm on Star Wars. Hopefully, it was a good discussion. And if you guys got anything to add, please hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, Seven Nerdly Sins or at Seven Nerdly Sins. We don't ever do anything with Instagram. YouTube's taking a backseat because I've been working so much. Fuck, I haven't even streamed in like 10 days because I've been working. So stick with us. I appreciate you guys listening, though. And, you know, our fan base is growing for sure. And um, let us know if there's anything else we can do to bring some more content to you because we got stuff in the works, you know, but we're all active duty military. Some of us are fathers. Some of us are, you know, we're all working full time. So like it's, you know, it's life happens and this isn't our full time gig. Now we would love to make it our full time gig. But until that happens, this is what we're stuck with. So we're, we're trying to make ends meet in terms of getting content out there to you guys. But uh, if you got any comments, criticisms, funny anecdotes, movie quotes, 
anything, hit us up. Go to the Facebook page. Check us out. Uh, I'm James. Your lovable and laughable movie Nazi. I guess that's my new fucking nickname. Movie Nazi. Lovable, laughable movie Nazi. How the fuck can you be lovable and a movie Nazi? Just gotta bounce it out. I will stick you in the camp if you keep talking. No. (laughs) (laughs) Jones, man, you wanna you wanna add anything or take away anything? Mm. No. Just leave it with that noise. The mmm. That mm. uh, was too sexual. Sorry about that. Nah, man. Jesus. Yeah. Um, um, let's let's watch a shitty movie and let's fucking talk about it. I'm excited. Griggs is uh, more than got his feet wet now. Uh, I think he's been a, a welcome addition. Fans, if you agree, say so. If you don't, please definitely say so. And please just tell us. We don't have <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but uh, I work on a psych ward. It will not hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, well, I I vote that Griggs hosts the next one. I think this would be a great move nah, for nah, him nah, to, nah, 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 nah. to new, break new, open his new, hosting no, skills. Let's go majority, two thirds no. rule. Boom. No. Yep. No. Yep. <laughs> Okay, no. Just, no, no, no. Wait, you know what? I'm, we'll discuss this off air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the Culture Less crew, you guys have a good night. Appreciate you hanging out. Or good day. I don't even know. Whenever you guys are listening to this, you could be in your car, on a plane, on a boat, fucking taking the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbating. Who even knows? But I'm glad you guys are with us. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you next time.